Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, January 13th, 2019. Uh, as usual, thanks to everybody for checking out the show. Hope y'all are enjoying it. Uh, hope everybody's listening and subscribing and watching on uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Twitch, and any place else that you find uh, podcasts. Hope everybody's following on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, and if you ever want to uh, send me an email, have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to see or hear on the show, uh, the email address is catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, thanks to everybody who's been downloading and listening. Uh, this so far has actually been my biggest month for downloads for the show, so thank you guys very much for all the uh, uh, the new listeners that I, that I might have and uh you know, everybody who's been checking out the show every week, I, I appreciate you guys more than you more than I can ever tell you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I hope everybody is, uh, you know, helping spread the word. Let your friends, family, anybody who's into wrestling, let them know about the show. And uh, like I announced last week, I am going to be doing a live viewing party for the Royal Rumble on Sunday, January 27th, starting at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be live streaming on Twitch, and for anybody in the Chicago area, the viewing party is going to be happening at uh, Nighthawk Coffee Bar and Tavern. It's on the north side of Chicago. The address is 4744 North Kimball Avenue. It's right at the intersection of Kimball and Lawrence, uh, right across the street from the Brown Line Station. So if you're in the area, come on down and check it out. We'll be showing the pay-per-view on the big screens over there. Uh, I will not be streaming the pay-per-view on Twitch. Like I said last week, I'm not trying to get shut down for any copyright violations or anything like that. But uh, me and my buddy Rich, who's been on the show before, will be uh, doing our own commentary and uh, yeah, just having some fun. So uh, it should be a good time. So come on down, check it out, or check out the the live stream on Twitch. It'll be my first time actually doing a live stream. So uh, yeah, I hope uh, hope everybody will check it out and you know spread the word, let people know if you're like I said on Twitter, if you're tired of the same old boring commentary on pay per views, you know pull up the uh, pull up the Twitch feed and uh, listen to our commentary. <laughs> should be uh, entertaining to say the least. For uh, should be good for a few laughs. So I uh, hope you guys will hope you guys will join me for that one. So getting into what's been going on this week in pro wrestling, uh, Impact had their homecoming pay-per-view last uh, last weekend. Uh, Rich Swan is your next division champion. Taya Valkyrie is the new Knockouts champion. Uh, Johnny Impact retained his uh, Impact World title. So we've got uh, husband and wife world champions in Impact right now with Johnny Impact and Taya. Um, Rosemary made her return in the uh, uh, Knockouts tag team match. That went down between Allie and Sue Young versus uh, Kira Hogan and Jordan Grace. Um, Killer Cross attacked Johnny Impact and Taya after after uh, the end of the pay per view. Uh, Power bomb Taya into the crowd. It was it was a sick looking spot, and uh, so yeah, by all accounts, it was a really good pay per view. Impact has been, you know, improving by leaps and bounds uh, since they've come under new management, and I, I'm really starting to like Impact again. Uh, which I'm really happy about. There was a time there a couple of years ago, Impact was my favorite wrestling to watch on TV, and they just kind of they fell off really hard. And they're uh, they're you know making their way back up. They've got uh, you know this new network that they're on, the uh, Pursuit Channel, which is also owned by Anthem. Uh, so they're able to, uh, with that channel being owned by Anthem, they're able to get away with a little bit more, uh, get a little bit edgier 
kind of as we saw this past week for you guys that watched the first episode on Pursuit or on Twitch because now they're streaming on Twitch every week, which is awesome because my cable uh, system does not carry the Pursuit channel. So I was able to check it out on Twitch. But uh, yeah, so they're, you know, they've been saying they're going to get a little bit edgier, a little bit more adult oriented, uh, which is good. You know, I think it's going to work out really well for them. And hopefully at some point down the line, they can get on a little bigger network and uh, get a little bit bigger audience again. Um, some new Japan news. Kushida announced he's going to be leaving New Japan for uh, WWE. Probably, uh, I believe he's going to NXT. Actually, I'm sure he's going to probably end up going the same route as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura did, going through uh, NXT before he makes his way to the main roster. I know some people are worried that he's going to end up on 205 Live. Um, but you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. 205 Live is probably some of the best wrestling. Uh, the WWE is putting out right now. The only problem with 205 Live is that it's really under-promoted by WWE. They don't, you don't really hear them talk about 205 Live on Raw or on SmackDown or even on NXT, so it doesn't have a really big audience, unfortunately, because it, uh, like I said, wrestling-wise, it's one of the better shows that WWE is putting out right now, but, uh, yeah, so that wasn't really the point, though. Uh, point is, Kushida's going to be making his way to the WWE one way or the other. He's got his final match coming up in New Japan against uh, Tanahashi. So, uh, looking forward to him making his debut. Uh, some other WWE news. According to uh, rumors going around online, it looks like John Cena's going to be working a really, really scaled-back schedule. Probably something along the lines of what The Undertaker works. Maybe not quite as few dates, uh, more than likely from what I was reading, it's going to be just the big events. So obviously he's working Royal Rumble. He announced his uh, entry into the Rumble this past week on Raw. Um, you know, I would assume, obviously he's probably going to work WrestleMania, probably SummerSlam and Survivor Series. So probably just like the big four pay-per-views and, you know, probably a couple of Raws or SmackDowns around those time periods but he's uh i think his weekly full-time wwe career is pretty much done uh but working this kind of schedule it'll it'll do a couple of things number one it'll prolong his career um you know for a few years without with not being in the ring every single week um it's gonna allow him you know time to to heal up to rest up you know a longer time in between matches so He'll be able to, I would think, extend his career uh, pretty much as far as he wants it to, kind of like The Undertaker's been able to do with the scaled-back schedule that he works, only working a few dates a year. And uh, it's also, I think, going to, I guess, make people miss him would be the best way to put it. You know, I'm sure you're still going to hear the Cena sucks chance, but I think it's going to end up uh, eventually being more of an affectionate type thing, kind of the way uh, Kurt Angle still gets the, the you suck chance, but, it you know, it's done from... Uh, you know, a place, a place of affection, like I said. So I think we'll probably see Cena heading in that same kind of direction. He'll still get the, the you suck chance, but it'll be a completely different intent behind it, so to speak. So uh, we'll have to see how, how that works out. Uh, also on Raw, we had uh, a segment between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Um, it was kind of, it was really kind of awkward, I think would be the best word. Uh, Braun was in the ring. Apparently, he's still not medically cleared to get uh, into any kind of physicality. So he was cutting a promo in the ring. Brock and Paul Heyman were backstage, and they were kind of going back and forth a little bit, and it got really kind of repetitive with stuff they were saying. I mean, and, uh, you know, Brock made his way out to the ring, kind of walked around the ring a little bit, and then left. It was just, it was, like I said, it was kind of awkward. So not not the greatest promo to hype up a, a championship match that's coming up 
Um, you know, I think some things could have been done differently. You know, had you could have had like uh, Brock come walking out and you could have had like the wall of security, so to speak, or you could have had uh, Triple H or Stephanie or somebody, you know, one of the authority figures come out and say, no, this is not going to happen here. Uh, could have, you know, cleared the locker room and got in between them and not actually let them make physical contact with each other, you know, just basically, you know, made it, make it look good is what I'm saying. And, you know, none of that was done. So it, like I said, it ended up just feeling kind of awkward. Uh, some other stuff going on on Raw this week. Like I said, John Cena announced he's entering the Royal Rumble. Raw kicked off with a huge brawl between uh, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins, which that was that was actually kind of cool. I like that. Um, I think the two of them could, could have a pretty good match. Of course, Rollins is still in a program with Dean Ambrose over the Intercontinental title, so it seems like Lashley is kind of interjected into that now. Um, so... Not not 100% sure where they're going with that. Rollins did have his rematch with Ambrose on Raw for the uh, the Intercontinental title. Bobby Lashley interfered and, you know, basically cost uh, cost Rollins the title. So we'll have to see where, where that's going. It looks like they may be making that kind of a three-way rivalry. I'm not, I'm not thinking that's going to last into WrestleMania. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure the, the blow-off for this rivalry is going to... Well, the, I think the blow-off for pretty much... All of the rivalries going on right now are going to be, uh, you know, either at Royal Rumble or around that time because you figure the Rumble is pretty much the kickoff to the uh, build up to WrestleMania. So we're going to see some new rivalries uh, coming into play, obviously, with the Rumble winners challenging for championships. So we'll have to see what kind of direction they decide to go with those. If they really are uh, going to start listening to the fans more, I think we're going to you know, hopefully see things move in a good direction, uh, especially with the title pictures moving into WrestleMania. Um, probably the best part of Raw this past week was the tribute to uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, a lot of, there was a lot of controversy about Hulk Hogan being the one to come out and honor him. Um, like I said last week on the show, you know, Hogan is, is synonymous with Mean Gene. There's nobody more connected with Mean Gene than Hulk Hogan, and, uh, you know, I think it was really well done, Hogan came out, uh, you could tell he was speaking from the heart, he, uh, you know, was showing a lot of emotion when talking about Mean Gene, and uh, I, like I said, I think it was really well done, Hogan went out there and made it all about Mean Gene, didn't make it about himself or anything else, so it, it was, you know, done with a lot of class, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, like I said, the best segment of the show. Uh, Sasha Banks is the new number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. She, uh, yeah, this one kind of came out of left field. Uh, you know, Ronda was basically on Alexa Bliss's new little talk show and, uh, said that, you know, her, want, she wants her next opponent to be Sasha. Sasha came out, got into a little verbal sparring match with, uh, with Nia. They, the two of them had a match to decide the number one contender and Sasha came out on top. So she will be challenging Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. So hopefully this is the you know, the beginning of the, uh, the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen that everybody's been, been wanting to see the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, hopefully this is the, the lead, lead up to that, or like I said, it, at least the beginnings of it, kind of planting the seeds for that rivalry to eventually come to, come to fruition. On the SmackDown side, they opened up this week with a, a really, really good promo by Daniel Bryan. He was out in the uh, the concession area of the auditorium and just berating the fans and how they're, you know, um, 
killing the planet and hurting the environment and eating all this garbage and all this kind of stuff. It was it was a great, great promo. Uh, Daniel Bryan is really one of the best heel champions I've seen in a while. And he's kind of in the same vein as CM Punk when he was doing the whole, uh, you know, the straight edge angle, basically saying he was better than everybody else because he was straight edge, didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't, you know, do any of this stuff. And, you know, Bryan's kind of taking that same road. Uh, but obviously making it his own, and he, uh, you know, I, I'm loving what they're doing with Daniel Bryan right now. Um, for the SmackDown Women's Division, uh, Becky Lynch is the new number one contender to go against Asuka at the Royal Rumble. She defeated Charlotte and Carmella in a, a three-way match. Uh, really good match. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Becky and Charlotte obviously are going to put on a good match every time they get in the ring. Uh, throwing Carmella in the mix, I think a lot of people were kind of iffy on that. Um, not, not... A whole lot of people are real high on Carmella, but she she held her own in there with the the two probably the two best women wrestlers on SmackDown, and uh, you know it was it was a good match. I was actually impressed with uh, with Carmella in this one, and uh, so like I said, Becky Lynch is the new number one contender. She'll be taking on Asuka at the Royal Rumble. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Becky get the title back at the Rumble, because by all accounts, your WrestleMania main event is going to be Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte, and uh, you know, there's even talk that it could be a unification match for the women's championships, which I think would be really cool. Um, you know, so I, the way I can see that working out is Becky winning the championship back at the Royal Rumble, Charlotte winning the women's Royal Rumble, and challenging both of them uh, for the for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships to unify the titles. So that that's how I could see that playing out. Hopefully, hopefully that's what we get because that's what I would really like to see as the main event of WrestleMania is is those three. So uh, we'll see see how that all works out in a couple of weeks here. Uh, and then this weekend was the first ever NXT UK takeover in Blackpool, England. Um, yeah, I mean, like any other NXT takeover, it was a fantastic show. Uh, Tony Storm is the new NXT UK Women's Champion, and uh, you know, rightfully so. I mean, with with all of the uh, the issues that she's been having the last couple of weeks with the uh, you know her photos being leaked and. Uh, shutting down her social media because you know people were just being ruthless with her as far as the the leaked photos go as far as like blaming her and things like that it was just utterly ridiculous people just acting like complete idiots but uh you know she uh you know she was able to get past it she wrestled a fantastic match and uh came out you know the new nxt uk women's champion and you know good on her congrats to tony storm she has more than more than earned it uh, Pete Dunne was able to retain his uh, WWE UK title in a great match. It was actually a pretty long match, too. I was surprised it went as long as it did. Um, I thought it was a good match. I saw kind of mixed reviews on it online. I personally liked it. I liked the long title matches like that where, you know, they go a good 30, 40 minutes, whatever it might be. I thought it was great. Uh, at the end of the show, after Pete Dunne was victorious in his match, uh, Walter made his debut in NXT UK, so be interesting to see that uh, that rivalry going forward. Had a little bit of a stare down with Pete Dunne in in the ring. Uh, Finn Balor made a surprise appearance and took on Jordan Devlin. Uh, that again, great match. Um, kind of a, a teacher versus student vibe. Uh, the crowd when Balor Balor's music hit just blew the roof off of the arena that they were in. It was uh, it was great match. And we also had the crowning of the first ever uh, UK Tag Team Champions with Drake and Gibson defeated Mustache Mountain. Um, yeah, Mustache Mountain came out kind of a uh, 
an homage to the British Bulldogs with their ring gear. It was uh, really cool looking. And, uh, you know, I was really kind of hoping they would be the ones to take those titles, but I'm sure they'll end up with them at some point. Uh, Drake and Gibson are, you know, I mean, there's nobody in NXT UK that I, I could say is uh, bad or has put on a bad match to this point. I mean, the UK wrestling scene is, you know, one of the best in the world right now. And um, NXT UK has got some really, really good performers. So if you have not checked out NXT UK yet, I strongly suggest that you do because it's, you know, you're you're going to be impressed. It's some, it's some great, great wrestling going on. Uh, WWE also announced the opening of their UK Performance Center. Uh, basically, you know, from the pictures and everything, it's pretty much a, a carbon copy of the Performance Center in Orlando here in the States. And uh, so they're, they're really going all in on their uh, their UK presence and you know making it uh, a priority so uh, I think we're gonna be seeing a lot uh, a lot of growth with the NXT UK division um, and of course last uh, last Tuesday was the aew press conference in Jacksonville Florida we got some more information some more details about the about the company uh, Cody Rhodes and the young bucks apparently are co-executive vice presidents of the company um, and Brandy Rhodes is the chief brand officer, and I guess apparently the way it's going to be structured is Cody is going to be overseeing the, the men's singles division, Young Bucks are going to be overseeing the tag team division, and Brandy is going to be overseeing the women's division. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they, they've got, you know, they know exactly what they want to do, what direction they want to go in. Uh, they've The roster that they have so far is fantastic. Obviously, they've got Hangman Page, who's a member of the Elite, uh, came out, said, you know, he plans on being the first ever AEW world champion. Uh, he was then confronted by Pac, formerly known as Neville in WWE, um, you know, saying he's, you know, he uh, basically disputing the fact, saying he more or less saying he's going to be the first AEW champion. Um, SoCal Uncensored, another, another group of guys that's been signed with AEW. And for those of you that aren't familiar, SoCal Uncensored is Christopher Daniel, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, in the women's division, they've got uh, Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. They've also got Joey Janela, MJF. Uh, Billy Gunn is signed on as a producer. And the probably the biggest surprise of the uh, of the press conference was the appearance of Chris Jericho. And uh, he has apparently signed a three-year deal with AEW. Uh, according to him, it's the biggest deal of his career, I guess, money-wise. And I, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see Jericho wrestling weekly on TV or anything like that, but he's, you know, definitely going to be, uh, I mean, I would think as of right now, he is pretty much the centerpiece of that promotion of that, uh, of that roster. So they, they've definitely got uh, a pretty stacked roster as it stands right now. And I'm, I'm excited to see who else they're able to get. Um, one of the big announcements I know as far as the wrestlers go, or as far as the wrestlers are concerned, was that uh, there would be equal pay between men and women. Now, that doesn't mean Britt Baker's going to make the same thing as Chris Jericho. What that means is, and uh, Brandy Rhodes kind of expanded on that, uh, is that, you know, an entry-level woman would make the same as an entry-level man. There's not going to be, you know, okay, entry-level man's going to make 80000 a year and an entry-level woman's going to make 60000 a year. No, you know, you're, they're going to be paid equally. You know, and it's going to be uh, Tony Khan also just um, expanded on that after the press conference when he was speaking to uh, reporters saying that, you know, it's going to be dependent on seniority, uh, what else they're doing in the company, you know, because uh, he 
basically made it sound like they, they fully intend for people to be more involved in the company than just being wrestlers. I'm sure there will be some that are just in-ring performers, but like with Cody, he's part of the, the front office. The Bucks are part of the front office. Brandy's part of the front office. You know, so uh, if they're working as producers or bookers or, you know, trainers or whatever it might be, um, but it's going to be con- contingent on experience, seniority. Uh, he mentioned win-loss records. I'm not sure how that would work as far as uh, the pay, pay goes. Uh, Cody Rhodes did mention that wins and losses are going to matter because it's kind of, it's kind of, especially in WWE, it's, you know, kind of fallen by the wayside. It's like wins and losses are just kind of incidental. And yes, I, everybody knows it's all predetermined. So like one-loss records really, I guess, don't count. I guess that's the best way to say it. But, uh, you know, at least make it appear that they do you know i mean if if somebody's lost three title matches in a row why are you going to give them another one you know it it doesn't really seem to make sense so according to cody wins and losses are going to matter more than they ever have before in his words um, another big announcement from tony khan was uh that employees of aew are going to receive uh health insurance which is something that you know, wrestlers don't get from promotions. WWE wrestlers do not get, you know, health benefits. They're independent contractors. They're not WWE employees, so they're they're not covered under under any kind of health plan that say the people in the office are. So that I know that's going to be a big incentive for uh, a lot of guys to you know look to AEW and uh, possibly getting signed there. Uh, also, they officially announced a double or nothing pay-per-view is going to take place on May 25th from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Um, you know, I think that's a huge, huge step up. I mean, the uh, Sears Center here in Chicago, you know, they sold out in less than 30 minutes, 11,000 people. Uh, the MGM Grand has, has a capacity of about 17,000. So, you know, definitely a big step up. I'm sure they're going to fill it. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's Las Vegas. It's probably the biggest tourist town in the united states so you're going to have a lot of people coming in for this uh they're they're also going to be holding starcast 2 uh that same weekend from may 23rd to the 26th uh if starcast 1 was any indication this is going to be just a ridiculous weekend i i seriously wish i i could make it out there uh unfortunately it's more than likely not going to happen i really wish they would have done it in chicago again but you know that i don't uh don't know if they would have been able to get into the bigger one of the bigger arenas here in Chicago because WWE kind of has a lock on them. But uh, yeah, the Young Bucks also announced that they're going to be uh, kind of doing a talent uh, talent swap, talent exchange, talent sharing, however you want to say it, agreement with a company called OWE in China. Um, if you're not familiar with OWE, look them up on YouTube. Check out some of their videos. It's uh, yeah, it uh, you know with these guys that they're bringing in, it's it's going to be fun to watch, to say the least. Um, there's also some rumors flying around that they could possibly be working on a uh, an agreement with Impact Wrestling. Uh, that I think would be would be really good for both companies to be able to to share talent. Uh, I uh, actually mentioned on Twitter earlier this week. Somebody posed the question, well, "Who would you like to see?" show up in uh in AEW and my answer was uh was Johnny Impact just because just so that he could call himself Johnny Elite because he changes his name every promotion he goes to so I, I'm sure he would be uh I'm sure he would you know come out as Johnny Elite and uh, one of the one of the things I know a lot of people were hoping for at the press conference was to see or at least hear something about Kenny Omega uh but 
you know, he Kenny Omega was under contract to, to New Japan until January 31st, so I really didn't expect to see or hear anything about him at the press conference. Now, come February 1st, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if we hadn't heard anything as of uh, as of February 1st. I mean, on there being the Elite show, you know, they've kind of been dropping hints. Uh, Kenny Omega, quote-unquote, lost his phone, uh, and then they showed a shot of his phone laying on the ground with a timer ticking in the background. So it probably probably another countdown clock like uh, like the Bucks had for the the AEW announcement. So uh, I'll have to see where that goes. But I'd be I'd be really surprised if uh, we don't get an announcement either right at midnight, January thirty first, or sometime on February first that uh, that Kenny Omega signed with AEW. Uh, some something really interesting that's been going around online is that uh, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega all turned down monstrous offers from the WWE. And, you know, the details of the offer seem to get better and better every every story I read about it. So, I mean, it's all rumor and everything. I'm sure offers were made because, you know, WWE would kind of be stupid not to try to get these guys. But, uh, you know, just some of the, the contract terms that I've been seeing online are just really kind of out there but uh yeah obviously you know these guys they're betting on themselves and uh so I I'm I cannot wait to see what uh what ha- you know what direction AEW goes um according to Chris Jericho when he was on Busted Open Radio this past week he was saying that uh, there is a TV deal in place obviously he didn't give any details because he's not the one negotiating it that would obviously be done by Tony Khan, probably Cody and the Bucks, but uh, the the rumors going around about that is that uh, it's a, it is on a major network. The networks that have been speculated are TBS, TNT, um, the Paramount Network, which used to be Spike TV, and uh, ESPN. ESPN, I don't think is very likely, and this was mentioned online as well because you'd have to worry about preemptions for uh, for sporting events and things like that. So I'm not thinking ESPN is a, a really serious uh, contender for it. Um, TBS and TNT is interesting just because, you know, Time Warner kind of, I mean, they're basically the reason WCW went 100% out of business is because when Eric Bischoff was trying to buy WCW before Vince McMahon did, um, you know, that particular deal was contingent on keeping the time slots that were already in place for, uh, for Nitro and Thunder and uh, at the last minute, you know, Time Warner came in and said, no, we're canceling all wrestling programming. You're not going to have uh, a TV show with us. So now, you know, 16, 17, 18 years later, whatever it is, they're, they're apparently open to having wrestling on their on their channels again. So that I just find that very interesting. Uh, and then, of course, Paramount Network, Spike TV, um, and before that, before it was Spike TV, it was uh, TNN, uh, the Nashville Network or the National Network. Uh, channels had a lot of names, but uh, you know that's that's the same channel. Uh, originally had ECW. Uh, after that, they had Raw for a little while, and after that, they had Impact. Uh, and they've also had uh, UFC at, at different points in time. So, uh, you know, I think I think probably Spike would probably be the most likely. I think because they're definitely you know, uh, wrestling friendly, or they always have been. So, uh, I, I, that's, that's my, my guess is that they're going to end up on the Paramount, uh, Paramount network. And, you know, I'll definitely be watching by all accounts. It's going to be a Tuesday night show. Cause that's the, uh, one of the names that AEW trademarked is Tuesday night dynamite. So, uh, and that's smart on their part. Cause, uh, as everybody knows, 
when SmackDown moves to Fox in October, that it's moving to Friday nights. So it's going to leave that Tuesday night time slot wide open. People are already used to watching wrestling every Tuesday night. So uh, they can just kind of slide in there and say, hey, instead of, you know, watching on uh, USA, click over to TNT or Paramount or whatever channel it might be and, uh, you know, check out AEW. So they've got kind of got a built in audience, um, you know, of the wrestling fans who are used to watching wrestling every Tuesday night. Uh, again, more rumors and innuendo floating around about Bill Goldberg possibly signing with AEW. Uh, there was one story out there that said that the TV deal was contingent on Goldberg signing with AEW. I, I highly doubt that that's the case. I mean, I can't see a TV deal being, you know, hinging on one person like that on, you know, on this kind of deal. Um, not saying it's not possible. I just think it's unlikely. Uh, and if, if Goldberg was to sign with AEW, he would kind of be, I would think, in the uh, Brock Lesnar-type role where he's a special attraction. I mean, he's, again, like Jericho, he's not going to be one that's going to be out there in the ring every single week. It's just not, uh, you know, not, not going to happen. I mean, he said himself his last WWE run, he was miserable, but he did it because he wanted, uh, his son wanted to see him wrestle. So that's why he, you know, went back at it more or less full-time for that short little run that he had. But, uh, yeah, Goldberg's definitely not going to be uh, an every-week performer like like he was back in his WCW days. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and Tony Khan has said he's talked to Goldberg, but there's nothing, you know, they have no agreement in place or anything like that. He's not under contract as of right now, so we'll have to see what comes out of that one. And probably the most interesting rumor that I've read is about AJ Styles potentially ending up in uh, in AEW. And uh, basically what this rumor said was that uh, AJ wants a lighter schedule because he does want to spend more time at home with his wife and his kids. And, uh, you know, his contract is coming up at, uh, pretty pretty quickly here, according to according to the online buzz is that uh, his contract is up after after WrestleMania and he wants a you know a lighter schedule. So he could potentially, I mean, if AEW is able to offer the kind of contracts that are comparable to what WWE offers, you know, it, it's entirely possible you could see AJ Styles end up in AEW. And, uh, you know, of course, there's been rumors going around about guys that are not happy with their position in WWE right now, possibly going over to AEW. And, uh, I mean, with the, the money that's out there, um, you know, Cody Rhodes said it himself, they're going to they're going to make it a priority to pay the wrestlers well. So that right there is going to, you know, bring wrestlers into them in, into AEW. I mean, you're talking about, you know, top pay, equal pay for men and women and health benefits. Though those are three things that wrestlers have been wanting for decades. So you could, you know, I could easily see a lot of guys making making that uh that jump uh if if that is the case i mean like i said this you know this is what cody has said this this is not rumor this is what was said at the press conference so it, the next few months are going to be a lot of fun to watch there's gonna i think you're going to probably see some bidding wars for some guys and uh you know i'm, I'm excited to see how this is all going to play out um so the last thing i wanted to talk about today was uh some some stuff that's been going on on uh on Twitter, uh, and I have a uh, Twitter follower, and I follow her as well. She is a wrestling blogger. Her uh, her name on Twitter is Bexhemian Rhapsody. 
uh, and her uh, Twitter handle is at do it with Flareon, F-L-A-R-E-O-N. I hope I pronounced that right. If not, I'm sorry. Um, but she is a, a wrestling blogger. Her blog can be found at theblondepipebombshell.wordpress.com. Um, yeah, I highly recommend you guys check it out. I mean, she she knows her stuff. She just put out uh, a new blog today about uh, Sasha Banks, basically um, kind of like a history of Sasha Banks, if you will. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, she she's very good. She knows her stuff. She uh, you can just tell in her writing. She has a passion and a love for for wrestling. And uh, you know, I I have I have become a fan of hers. And uh, hopefully she hopefully she's a fan of mine. I don't know if she listens to the show or not, but. Uh, you know, I, uh, the reason I wanted to bring this up is number one, tell you guys, Hey, go over there and check it out. Like I said, her blog is the blonde pipe bombshell.wordpress.com. Um, but the reason I wanted to bring this up is, uh, you know, somebody, some Twitter troll decided he was gonna, um, basically call her out because of a typo in, uh, in her last blog that she wrote about the, uh, the AEW press conference. And, you know, there there's a right way and a wrong way to do this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, nobody, nobody likes making mistakes like that. And, you know, pointing it out is okay. Like, say if I was to be the one to do it, it number one, it wouldn't have been publicly on Twitter. It would have been a, a DM saying, hey, I, you know, I read your blog. I noticed you had a typo in this this paragraph. You might want to fix it or something along those lines. You know, at least show show a little bit of respect or a little bit of common courtesy. Uh, instead, you know, this guy decided he was going to call her out and insult her and all this kind of stuff. And, and in the process of doing it, he had his own typos in in his tweet to her, which I just thought the irony of it was just ridiculous. So I called him out on that. And so did a few other people, you know, I mean, and, and the, the tweet that he decided to call her out on was one where she just mentioned, you know, that, uh, bloggers don't don't get the same respect as podcasters and you know they should and I wholeheartedly agree I mean whether you're a blogger or a podcaster or whatever you do and not even just with wrestling just in general you know you you uh you know you put in a lot of work you put your heart and soul into what you do because obviously you know we we ain't doing this for the money folks it's uh you know it's because we we love doing it like me personally I love pro wrestling I, I wasn't able to be a pro wrestler myself. I tried. Uh, I'm just not athletically inclined. I'm injury prone, and uh, you know, took took one chair shot and said, "Yeah, this this really isn't for me." <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you know, I, I whatever you know, physical health issues I have just kind of pro- uh, prohibited me from uh, from pursuing that dream. But like I said, I gave it a shot. I can at least say that I tried, and you know, it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. And, you know, all these years later, with uh, how popular podcasting is, has become, I figured, you know, what the hell? Why not uh, Why not give this a shot? It, uh, it, You know, stuff like this, whether it's blogging or podcasting, it, it lets you contribute in some small way to the business. Uh, and, you know, that that's all I really want to do. That's why I started doing this. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the same reason that she started doing this. She's like I said, obviously, just by reading her work, you can tell the love and the passion that she has for pro wrestling, and uh, you know, you you wanna you wanna try to be some small part of it if you can't, you know, if you're not able to get into the business yourself for whatever reason, and uh, you know, to to call somebody out like that and to insult their work, 
because they made a mistake is just it's petty and just ridiculous and you know and it's it's unnecessary i mean if you know if my whole thing is if you don't like it don't read it if you don't like my podcast don't listen to it if you don't like her blog don't read it it's as simple as that why go through the trouble of giving giving them views or giving me listens or whatever it might be or downloads if you're just gonna you know turn around and and shit all over what somebody's doing i mean you know no nobody's perfect and uh you know we like i said we do this for strictly for the love of the business we're not in this for the money and you know again whatever for whatever reason we're not able to actually get into the business ourselves and you know we we put in a lot of work on these i mean i know for me personally i you know this is a one man show i don't have a producer or uh, or anything like that i'm sure uh becky doesn't have uh proofreaders or editors or anything like that for for her blog you know she she does it on her own and you know just simply because she loves to do it and you know as far as the typos go i i look at those as a a really good thing and i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly why those typos are good because number 1 it shows that she's human first and foremost and you know human beings make mistakes it happens but uh you know it shows uh most importantly it shows that she still gets excited about wrestling cuz that's exactly why those typos happen she was you know excited she the AEW press conference had just ended she was hyped up about it she was typing and, you know her her fingers were probably moving a little faster than than she wanted them to and she hit a couple of wrong keys hey you know what she it shows me she still gets excited about wrestling which means she is still a fan she's not a critic and she you know she's got it in in her heart and she she loves it and that's an awesome thing so you know a couple of typos aren't going to change the fact that i think i think this girl is great at what she does i enjoy reading her blog every time she puts a new one out and you know i've just started reading it just within the last few weeks since i since i started uh following her on on twitter but uh yeah i mean you know that that's really all i got to say about it like i said it's uh just completely unnecessary and disrespectful to call somebody out like that and uh you know it's just uh i i said it last time you know about the whole tony storm issue it's like just be a decent human being if you you know if you have a negative opinion about somebody you don't always have to spew it out at them just you know if you don't like what they do don't pay attention to it don't follow them on twitter don't don't read her blog don't listen to my podcast it you know i honestly i i don't care about the people that don't like me i really don't I only care about the people that do like me and do like the show. Those are the ones that I continue to do it for. If you don't like me, I, sorry, too bad. You have nothing to say about it. Your opinion means less than zero. You know that then that's the way it is. So uh but anyway, one more time, uh Twitter handle at do it with Flareon, F L A R E O N. Again, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but uh, and her uh, her blog can be found at the blondepipebombshell.wordpress.com. Check it out, give it a read. Uh, like I said, her latest one is about Sasha Banks. Uh really good, you know, goes through her history from uh independence into nxt and up to wwe and yeah just a really good comprehensive uh history of sasha's career so if you're if you're a fan of sasha banks definitely give it a read and uh 
But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for this week. So once again, thank you everybody for checking out the show. Make sure you're uh, subscribing and uh, leaving reviews or ratings or whatever on uh, on whatever subscription uh, podcast service you guys have. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. And you can find the video feed on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Make sure you're following along there. If you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And uh, also, don't forget, Sunday, January 27th, 6 p.m. Central Time, Royal Rumble Viewing Party, live streaming on Twitch. So I hope you guys will check it out. If you're in Chicago, again, it's at Nighthawk Coffee Bar and Tavern at the intersection of Kimball Avenue and Lawrence Avenue on the north side of Chicago. So with that, I will sign off. Hope everybody has a good week, and I will talk to you guys soon.